So today we celebrate the feast day of the Solemnity of the Holy Trinity, which means that today the Church invites us to focus on the mystery of God in and of Himself. Three persons, one God. It's a mystery. So a kind of a wild phenomena that's happened over the course of the past 10 years or so has been this return to the old mass, the Latin mass. So what you're starting to see is a lot of young families in the church going out of their way, and I've experienced this here at St. Michael's, I've run into people who are devout Catholics, young families, and I say, oh, what parish do you belong to? And they say, oh, we, we belong here, but we go up to St. John Cantius. So they drive 45 minutes or an hour on Sundays to go to Mass at St. John Cantius often. And so there's this movement towards the Latin Mass among the youth. And take a step back and look at that, and it's like, why? Why is that? You know, you would think that would not be something that people would be interested in. It's in Latin, first off. And generally, the people who are going to the Latin Mass don't know Latin, or if they know it, they know a little bit of it. And really what it is, if you ask me, this is my opinion of why this has become a new thing for young people over the past 10 years, is there's been a sense that we've lost a reverence for that which is holy. And in the Old Mass, which was celebrated from the Council of Trent, more or less, in the Roman Church, the Western Church, until the Second Vatican Council, I'm sure many in here grew up going to the Latin Mass, um, there is a real deep sense of reverence. So it's not just what we celebrate now, which is we've only started celebrating since the, the Council, it's, this is called the Novus Ordo, the new order of the Mass. So it's not just the Novus Ordo with Latin words. It's actually, the structure of the Mass is different. It's still the same Mass, same stuff happens. Um, the sacrifice of, of Jesus that we enter into, the mysteries. But there's a deeper reverence that's, that tends to be communicated in the Latin Mass. And since the Council, we've kind of lost some of our reverence and our awe for God. We've lost our sense of reverence and awe for the mystery of God. Because there's this balance that we need to have as Christians, and particularly as Catholics. And the balance that we need to have is a balance between the accessibility that God offers us Right? Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, I no longer call you slaves, I call you friends. God wants us to, that's why he became a human being. He wants us to have this accessible friendship with him. But at the same time, that can't mean that we lose the power, the majesty, the absolute awe that we should look at God with. The disposition of reverence, of the totally otherness of God. 
The Latin phrase has a nice ring to it, which communicates this idea. Totalitar alitar in Latin. Totally other. God is totally other. It's impossible to comprehend the mystery and the goodness and the awe of God. You can't even use words. I mean, you just barely start to get an idea of it when you start to think about our place in the cosmos and how massive the universe itself is, how it's constantly and everly expanding ever since the Big Bang. How we're just this small little rock in the midst of this vast, dynamic universe. That's just like a beginning of tasting, because that's God's creation. That's not even God. I want to read a passage from the Catechism to just get our minds into the place where we start to meditate on the mystery. Again, that word mystery. We can't ever fully know or grasp God. And that's beautiful. God transcends all creatures. The transcendence of God. So when I was in college, the big movement that was popular was the new atheism, the four horsemen of atheism, they called it. They called themselves. And so there is this group of atheists who were very popular. They sold millions and millions of books. Their YouTube videos were huge. Um, and they especially attracted a lot of young people to themselves. And their basic conception and idea was that God to believe in God is as ridiculous as believing in a, an invisible spaghetti monster in the sky. That those two things are the same amount of ridic have the same amount of ridiculousness to them. So God is just like this invisible friend that people invent. So these guys were, some of them were intentionally building straw man, straw men arguments. But some of them were just not capable of philosophical thought, right, and abstract thinking. And so they could not consider the depth of what we as Christians and even the Jews have always considered, and even if you look back to the Greeks, considered what God is. God transcends. God is not another creature among creatures. God is to be itself. Again, the Latin phrase here, very famous. Bishop Barron, if you listen to him, constantly, constantly is talking about this. God is ipsum esse. That's the Latin. It means God is to be itself. He is the foundation of reality, the foundation of existence. St. Paul says we live in him, we move in him, we have our being in him. We are in God. God is the structure and the foundation of all that exists. He's not another creature. Transcendence. God transcends all creatures. We must therefore continually purify our language of everything in it that is limited, image-bound, imperfect. If we are not to confuse our image of God that is the inexpressible, the incomprehensible, the invisible, the ungraspable, 
with our human representations. Our human words always fall short of the mystery of God. They always fall short of the mystery of God. The only way that we can talk about God is because God has revealed himself and through some um, gifts that God has given us through our natural abilities. But even the ways that God has given us to talk about him fall short of actually even getting close to how to understand the essence and who God is. Admittedly, I continue in the Catechism, in speaking about God like this, our language is using human modes of expression. Nevertheless, it really does attain to God himself, though unable to express him in his infinite simplicity. Likewise, we must recall that the Creator and the that between the Creator and the creature, between God and us, no similarity can be expressed without implying an even greater dissimilarity. That would be a sentence that we could just kind of like ponder for days. Between God and man, between creator and creature, no similarity can be expressed without implying an even greater dissimilarity. And that concerning God, we cannot grasp what he is, but only what he is not, and how other beings stand in relation to him. We're called to stand in awe of the mystery that is God. One of the reasons I think I was always drawn to those Indiana Jones films when I was growing up as a kid, I think about the first one and the third one, you could kind of throw the second one away, and the fourth one, I mean, it's just too bad. But the first one and the third one, they focus on these Christian mysteries, and it's kind of Hollywoodified, it's not good theology, it's not even the greatest historically, but at least what they get right is this reverence as Indiana Jones is going through and he's, he's um, trying to protect the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail, there's this reverence. And he's kind of, I think what's attractive there is he's penetrating or pressing into the mysteries that are beyond us. If you ask me, Father John, why did you become a priest? First off, I would say, I didn't want to become a priest. Then I would say, I felt God was calling me to become a priest. That's why I became a priest. But what attracted me about the priesthood was this pressing into the mysteries of God and getting to know him in this very unique and singular and holy way that only the priest is capable of. You don't give up marriage. You don't give up marriage and a family for something that is not greater than marriage and family. Chasing after the God who created the woman is a beautiful endeavor. The mystery of God is endless. The mystery of God is endless. And I'm, I'm very convinced, and this is my opinion here, that one of the main reasons we have lost young men in the church 
And oftentimes you see husbands absent, and women tend to be the greatest amount of volunteers and involvement in the church. One of the main reasons for this is because we have let go of our reverence for God, the power and the mystery and the adventure of chasing after and pressing into God and this relationship that is never-ending. And you just stand in awe as Moses stood in awe of the burning bush. And just a little taste of this is just like a young man falls in love with a woman and he's in awe of her beauty. He can't stop thinking about it. It's just it's a mystery to him. And hopefully that continues throughout the course of the life if that person marries that person. And there's this never-ending depth of relationship that is capable because we're created in God's image and likeness too. Even more so the Creator. And so it matters how we worship. It matters how we come to Mass. How we're dressed exteriorly. Because that connotates our disposition interiorly. How we come. How we worship. Father John, you use way too much incense. I can't stand it. I know. But it's a part of the mystery. It's a part of, as Deacon was just now, incensing the gospel. This is sacred. This is holy. This is mysterious. We are entering into a different realm right now. This is a taste of what will come when we die. Lord, thank you for the gift of revealing yourself to us. Help us to have a balance between both your accessibility and your otherness and a reverence in what the scriptures call a fear of the Lord, a respect and a reverence for the Lord, which does not dismiss your greatness, even though you have made yourself so accessible. Thank you for making yourself accessible in your becoming one of us in the lowering of Jesus in our own form and his degrading and humiliation on the cross and his passion. Thank you for the accessibility of the Eucharist. Help us to never take any of these mysteries for granted and continue to cultivate the friendship that we desire with you while also giving us a deeper understanding of these very great mysteries. We stand in humble gratitude and awe before your majesty. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a moment in silent prayer to listen to and speak with the Lord in our hearts.